Welcome to my world. From stage to screen, comedy to politics, decriminalize it. He's cannabis's most famous and fearless celebrity. Now, Tommy Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone of Tilk Radio. Please welcome the stoner legend himself, Tommy Chong. Welcome to the Tommy Chong Podcast. What's up? <laughs> Are you there? Are you awake? What's going on, man? Oh, I Are you stoned? Yes. What'd you smoke today? The stuff we got from uh, Oregon. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, from very from nice. uh, Chong's Choice in Oregon. White Widow or something. Available at Shango. Shango, yeah. Yeah, that was a nice treat. Oh, I feel a bit better now. I'm back on chemo pills for the last... Uh, little trip and uh it, 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 that that's a stone itself you know you get high with uh, chemo it just zaps you out it makes you tired makes you tired yeah I, I tried to do my tango lesson this morning and i got through a couple of dances but then you couldn't do the whole the whole the whole one nope come on got tired why'd you puss out like that you got to you got to push through, Dad. Oh, it was more fun sitting and talking to Ruta. <laughs> <laughs> She's so beautiful. <laughs> She's such a beauty. You just wanted to philosophize about, about uh, dancing? About everything. <laughs> <laughs> I give her my take on everything. She's beautiful. She, uh, Her and her partner, Marcos, when they went to a contest, didn't tell anybody. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, and they won it. They won. Yeah, they won a tango they contest first. Yeah, nice. It was uh, it was like uh, how much did they win? Twenty dollars? I don't think that much. <laughs> well, maybe between them. <laughs> but they had to pay for their own tickets, so that evened everything out. <laughs> oh man, I just got back from Coachella. Yeah, I see that. I see your little butt dragging on the ground as you walked in the door. I did good. I did good for a man my age. But man, your age. How old are you? I'm 41. Oh, is that old? Oh yeah. my God! I yeah. realize I've been I've been going out since I was like 15. Yeah. So that's 26 years of just partying. Yeah, yeah. And you still haven't learned your lesson. I have. I'm much better now. <laughs> I, I I didn't act a fool. I was good. Too man. much. Too much. Huh? A couple people are acting a fool. Well, of course. You, you're I'm not going to name names, but one of them was like, everyone was like, dude, your brother, man. Man, your brother was out of control, dude. <laughs> but uh, but I, I didn't see how... I, oh, your brother? No, my friend's brother. Oh. You know, who's my one of my good friends, too. They were just teasing him. Was he out of control? Because, you know, like half the group's like married and, yes. and very image conscious and then the other half of group is just wild man you know yeah they're 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 trying not to get married but yeah or just but they would have yeah they they want to party they want to they want to get wild they want to get loose you know yeah he was just being he was just very very aggressive but it was fun man i I don't i don't i don't know why i just picture chokella how do you say it coachella coachella I, i picture coachella as like a like a a jungle you single guys are like hunters, and and the single girls are like the prey. You know. Oh the yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of that going on. And, and I, I'm I'm very uh, I'm not a I'm not a hunter. I'm more of like a 
observer. Not an observer. No, no, you're a catcher. If they if they catch you, then you, yeah, you yeah, belong with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I just try to put myself in a position where they might want to talk to me. Yeah, you, know? you just cruise around and look look interesting. Because a lot of guys will just go, they'll just do a numbers thing and just hit up everyone. Say, oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? And I'm like, yeah. like, no, no, no. And then, and then finally, maybe maybe they'll hook up. I don't know. I was, I was I was cool. I didn't want to. I wasn't looking for, you know, a new girlfriend, because I'm in like a very transitional period. You know what I mean, Dad? Like I, I don't I don't want to lock it down right now. Okay. You know? Did Did you look at my eyes? Did you see how bored I got when you were talking about that shit? Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> so hey, so the first you know, night. Let, let, let's continue on your dilemma. No man. Don't you don't want to. You don't want to what? You don't want to settle down with a beautiful girl yet. I'm not ready for that right now. I just got out. I just got out of a relationship. You did, and they're pulling me back. Yeah. Well, so let uh, me tell you about Coachella. Okay, tell me some more about Coachella. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to know? Uh, tell me about. Okay, the, I'll tell you the one band. thing. No, tell me about the band Guns N' Roses. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that in a little bit. But I'll tell you one thing. So, so electronic music, you know, is kind of like kind of fading a little bit and the hip-hop's making a big comeback ah. but the hip-hop is like a new very kind of melodic hip-hop you know it's it's uh well they're they're better like, like instead like, of message no it's message still it's it's but, cool but, but it's, it, it's got like a nice vibe hypnotic. to it it's more hypnotic it, yeah because before yeah. when you see a live hip-hop show they just put like a bunch of hip-hop artists on there yeah. and they're just screaming in the mic and it yeah. sounds like shit you yeah, know what i mean yeah. So, and, they're, and they're telling the audience the same thing. Everybody clap. Everybody, well, they, they do that too, but now they seem to have gotten where they learned how to speak clearly in the mic and turn them down and turn the music up and, yes. it, and mix it properly. Get a little more intelligent. And just like, mix it properly. Yeah. You know, you got to mix it properly. Well, like you say, make it more melodic. But uh, it, was, it was very cool. But ASAP Rocky... You know, the first night was really windy, so there was yeah. a windstorm all day. Yeah, oh and, yeah, I and, saw I, it on, and I on guess the they had a they couldn't you know put a lot of those big back screens up the whole yeah. thing. So his show started out really cool. She did he had like an opening and it was it was Juliet Lewis. Oh yeah, and she did an opening and she was like she a was telling funky? she was telling the crowd you know how to act and what to expect for ASAP Rock show, uh, ASAP Rocky show, and and it was cool, man. But it was heavy because like. They were doing really close up on a massive screen, and, and you just—why would you do that to a woman like that? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying, Dad? Wait, wait she didn't look that good. I don't think any girl looks good at forty, forty-something years old up a close, like eighty feet in the air. Yeah, true, true. You know, it's—it's it's no, but that's it's a, like, like a lot of bright light. But she's cool. She's so punk rock. She did it, and this, she <laughs> she said something like. She said something like, what about all those short jean shorts? Uh, and then the, and like every girl basically wears short jean shorts for Coachella, right? Uh -huh. And like the whole crowd gasped. They're like, <gasps> <laughs> and then she goes, oh, just kidding. Like literally, they all look down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is she saying that? Oh, she's so hip. I love Julia. So they had a, like a long opening. Aesop came out, did three songs. And it, it was he was good, man. And then then... They got artsy and put out, pull out like a barbershop quartet, and then 
you know, it was near the end of the, the set. And he, he remember, he started 15 late, fifteen minutes late. And they don't mess around at Coachella. Like, yeah. this, ain't, this isn't a hip-hop show. Especially when you get a barbershop set out there. Well, you can do whatever, but you got to, like, <laughs> if you start 15 minutes late. But if late, they're going to pull the plug, that's when they can pull the plug. Well, no problem. Well, I just think it's like, who is stage, who's who's managing? Because if you're 15 minutes late, you got to cut 15 minutes off. So they, had, they hadn't played their hit song, the hit song yet. And then, so oh. they brought out Kanye, right? And I don't know if it was a fuck up, like he, his mic wasn't working. So he literally, like, saying to it, and he mic. had no idea because I guess he's hearing it through the monitors in his ear and the monitors on stage. Yeah. But the front of house guy didn't have him on there, and and it was weird because like the the mics were cutting out all over the place. A few different artists had problems with their mics. Anyways, so Kanye does the whole song. We didn't hear a fucking word. Oh, not one word. And then they cut the whole the whole show. It, boom! It was over. And they didn't play, you know, because his song is, I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. Yeah, like the oh, yeah. fucker got a fucking problem. You and know, they never did They that never thing. got to that song. And man, so the crowd was, it was basically a disaster. Yeah. And so I read all the articles about it the next day and they, they called it a disaster. But the good thing is, is that there's Weekend 2. Oh, so, so he can do it so again. So he can, he can redeem himself. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. You got another chance at it. Yeah. And, and you, what, what you do, uh, opening, you work out the kinks, and then, then you figure out what works, and then yeah. I bet you he does his tune. And the first, week, the first week was just was a madhouse because yeah. that's just how it is. That's where all the good parties are, all the promoters are there. <laughs> and so then LCD Sound System played, and they did a great job. So they kind of they uh, rescued the night. But, but before that, it was... It was pretty, pretty crazy, you know. Was it? Well, pretty when you, shitty. Pretty when you shitty. Don't, when you don't have your sound system, right? Nothing works. And it's weird. Like, it's all about like sound. at the beginning of the day, they have it loud, right? Yeah. But as the night goes on, they start turning things down a little bit because yeah. I guess they don't want noise complaints or yeah. Because there, they can go till midnight, yeah. and then at midnight. It's like over because any minute they play over that, it's like a million dollars. Yeah. Like well, that. here, here's here's what's a million dollar fine. Here, here's what's happening in the in the daytime. You need that energy, so you crank it up, and then as the night gets longer, if we wanted to move, keep the crowd up. You know, we knew what, uh -huh. what to play, but if we wanted to go home, uh -huh. you hit those slow songs. And it's the last number, last dance, and you do such a thing that everybody gets tired, <laughs> just wants to go home, and you just you can just musically move a crowd out the door, but it's, no problem. Yeah, but it's it's Coachella's a trippy man because it ends at, at midnight. Yeah, you know, it ends at midnight. Yeah, so people are like, oh, I'm tired, I'm going home. I'm like, it's fucking midnight. What do you mean you're going home? You yeah. know? Yeah. And then so well, that's when the parties come. So on day on day one, we went to the Calvin Klein party, and it was it was like 45 minutes away. And because everything is far away there, yeah, you know, because like you're you're in Coachella, but this thing's in Cathedral City. Yeah. Cathedral City, and but the yeah. good thing is, is that those the main roads, you, yeah. they're not they're not freeways, but they go. It's a fifty mile an hour speed. Sure, limit. sure. So, but there's a hundred thousand people leaving, so you're you're just stuck, man. Yeah, it's a drive. So, it's like a drive-in traffic. So we rolled to that party, and it was it was at this huge warehouse. And we were like, oh shit, we got how are we gonna get in? And I was like, okay, don't worry. I'm gonna I'm just gonna drop a bunch of names and pull it. So we go to one side, and we're like, and we're trying to get in. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you guys go to the other side. So we go to the other side, and there's there's, there's no door. They just <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it, it was fun, man. And then, so and they played really good music there. And so then I hung out with my friend's wife. That he he went home and he was with. So she and she loves to stay out. So she she's like, Paris, me hang out with you. And so it was her and this other Instagram star. And she's like a young 
young starlet from from Brazil, and, and that was fun, man. That was cool. Oh, I bet. Just cruising with them, and then the next night it was it was Guns and Roses. I didn't know until that day, but he he broke his foot at the at the whiskey when they played at a secret show like in town two weeks ago. How did he break his foot? I, doing just hopping around because banging his foot. I, he was just dancing, and I guess yeah. like you know he he's not used to moving like that anymore. And, <laughs> <laughs> a little so, brittle. So he was, in a, and you said they're a little overweight. Yeah, and so and, that's probably and, it. And he looked like he literally has done a million and a half dollars worth of cocaine the At last least. the last twenty years, man. But he's kind of chunky, though. Yeah, like that, like that, like that jolly. Just that face is just swollen, you know. Like <laughs> been through the ringer, man. You know, cigarettes and whiskey and cocaine, just yeah, in a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. 20 years of that and, and it no, will show yeah and just just yeah it was it, so so he but he sounded good he sounded good but it was just sad you're like yeah and and people were excited but the problem is is that they're just getting these people for their names they're not really not sure they're not getting the best because apparently the theory is this like the first the first few years of a, of a festival they they gotta they gotta spend money they gotta get the best names out there to establish the brand to establish the the coachella and say that sure. you know how cool it is and then once they get once they sell it just based on it being a phenomenon then they just get these old nostalgic acts and they paid them i think they i think um they got eight million dollars for that show you know you're kidding no it's huh? a lot because it's the, it's the it's a reunion. They haven't been together for since yeah. since the, since the '90s. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, some of the managers I was with because they're all managers, they're all agents. I mean, I was with all these people like from, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. industry. They're like, what, what oh, were they saying? Like, I, I could have gotten fifty million. I could have gotten fifty million easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah but yeah, uh, yeah. and then Slash was up there. Slash sounded amazing, right? But he he hasn't been taking care of himself, man. Yeah, like he. Little chunky too. Like a lot chunky, man. Yeah. And then and then, you know, he's got the cut off shirt and he just don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> but he sounded like I mean, his guitar playing was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's no doubt he that band's kind of legendary status because you know when when a, when they just keep playing song after song and the whole crowd knows exactly what the words are and knows the song, it's like that, that's something special. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Once in a lifetime, man. Guns N' Roses, they they they're there. But we. But uh, it, it got bored, and then we left. We just—I left like halfway through it. I was like, "I'm out of here." Yeah. I, you know, I, listen. I, I was never a Guns N' Roses fan. Yeah. You know, but all the girls in high school were, or junior high. Yeah. I mean, the, I remember I had a girlfriend, Keija, and she would just she would ball her eyes out every time the song would come on. You know. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny? We were with this young, this young twenty-year-old uh, from Brazil, yeah. and she's like, "Oh." You know, my mom would just loves these guys so much. She just loves them. She really grew up with them. They mean so much to her. You know, and she shows me a picture of her mom. I'm like, damn, she's hot. <laughs> she looks like a like a Guns N' Roses groupie. I mean, oh, like yeah. Brazilian hot man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that's like Cheech and Chong fans. Same thing. You know, come up. My grandma loved you guys. <laughs> oh, she had everything you ever did. <laughs> I mean, life goes on. Yeah, you just got to adjust to your position. You're no longer the the young rebel, and now now you're the old uh, uh, icon. Yeah, you know? I, but I, I I went to the Neon Carnival afterwards, and that was good. But it was like 
I went to the wrong side. I went to where everyone was like trying to get in, trying to get on the list, trying to get in, and yeah. it was just it was packed, brutal, just just pushing through people. Yeah, and then. Then I get finally get in there, and they're like, "Oh no, no, you got to go to the table over there." And there's no one waiting there. And of course, I know the girl Jan. She's like, well, "How much do you need, Paris? Who who do you need?" And uh, at least that looked cool because I was like, "I was like, yeah, it'll be me, this my girl, and my driver." And I had, this, driving. I had this big dude from Watts, so I look like a pimp, man. I look like a badass dude. <laughs> I look like a rock star because all the rock stars have their you know their security that are just moving people out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool, man. Well, you are a rock star. No, no, yeah, not yeah. quite, not quite. Well, in your own right, you know. Yeah, but yeah. you're a charm, boy. Yeah, yeah. You're part of the charm in the family stone. I got some juice, man. You, you and then we were smoking. So then we, you know, we rolled up a ton of doobies, right? So we had, we were just smoking the whole time. And a lot of the guys were like, oh, is this Chong's Choice? Is this Chong's Choice? And I'm like, yeah, it's Chong's Choice. And then Josh is like, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not mine. That's not Chong's Choice. That's mine. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. I'm like, so what if it's yours? This, these people expect to have Chong's Choice when they're smoking with me, you know? <laughs> why, why are you throwing me under the well, bus, dude? He's trying to, you know, he's not getting a percentage of Chong's Choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they had a Chong's Choice Weed Maps party, and I and I didn't make it out there, man. Well, that sounds like a Chong. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're yeah. upholding the family tradition yeah. of supposed to be in, in some places, and you can't make it because you're having too much fun at the other place. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just hard. Like, you, like it's hard enough to get to that venue. Then you want to get in a shuttle and go to another venue? It's, I don't know. And you don't have to work. You know, when yeah. you go to Chong's Choice, you're working. You know? I guess so. I don't even know what it'd be like. But I heard it, I heard it went really well, and people are just really digging it, man. They're yeah. really they're really excited for us. They're really excited for you. Yeah, you know they really. They're, I'm excited for them. Well, yeah, it was cool because because I stayed with my friends that were leaving, so I had like a whole. My, Brandon and I had a whole house to ourselves. You you're know, kidding? Just, yeah, like a big mansion. <laughs> and then the the lady came today, and she's like, "Open the door." She's like, "Oh, who are you?" <laughs> he's like oh I'm the she's like I'm the owner of this place who are you I'm like oh yeah I'm friends with them they they, they left already but uh, I'm leaving now she's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> who are you <laughs> I was like, you could have been anybody huh? I could have I could have yeah, but, the, so but the whole it's weird because the whole that whole area it's like they're renting it to the people that want to go to the concerts yeah and, and these places you love these places that they're right on the course right yeah. on the golf course yeah Right on the golf course. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to do that without. So ma- maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get a place, and you'll come and with mom and just have a, have a golf days, and then I'll go to Coachella. Let's do that. And yeah, then maybe yeah. I'll get you to come one day just to show face. Sure, because that'll blow people's fucking sure, mind. Sure, I'd, I, I'm for that, especially golf. Yeah, because I, I, I'm reinventing the game. So, so but you'll come and you'll come yeah. and, and just uh, definitely me. You know, because because I I have a feeling you'd be blowing people's mind. They'd be like, "Oh my God, John, <laughs> what the fuck, John?" Especially if I get a tune up. I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they they played your song, Dad. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about, about you. you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you do. Well, who you do? <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> okay, now we can take your back. Okay. You're listening to the Tommy Chung Podcast only on CannabisRadio.com. Yeah. 
Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis business plans for owners just like you to ensure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarterInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Yo, 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 it's your boy TJ, Trinidad James. You're listening to Dr. Bina on Cannabis Confidential. People were so excited to see you supporting our industry, and it's so important to see people who are mainstream, who are out there, that people look up to. That was my first one ever going to, so that was definitely a big deal for me. It's not just, oh man, just come smoke a bunch of joints. It's a lot of science into it. It's way more interesting than a lot of people might think who look down, per se, on what we enjoy. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. The Tommy Chung Podcast is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. Yeah. So, uh... You saw some, some concerts this weekend, too. I didn't mean to, but we went to a benefit for MS. Uh-huh. The race to erase MS, and uh, Shelby got some tickets from her friend, her dancing yeah. friend, you know. Uh-huh. And so we went with the, the publicist, our publicist uh-huh. James and Melissa, and it's a huge event at the Beverly Hilton, and you know, on Wilshire. Uh-huh. And so it's huge, you know, maybe a thousand people there, a lot of people. Well, like, but very strict to get in there, right? Like, yeah, it's very yeah, tough. you had that. You had to be invited. Yeah. It's big money, big money thing. You know Larry King, and you know the, the Larry King and his tall okay. wife, and and David Foster did the did a songs and and he had yeah. The, and so he uh, did a song with Natalie Cole, but now she's just died, right? So what did they when, do? Well, when when uh, Nat King Cole died, uh, David Foster and Natalie Cole got the song Unforgettable. Uh huh. And they did a duet, right, right, with, with the both of with them. the soundtrack. Yeah, so he just did a soundtrack. And so, so, and David was the one that cut it with Natalie, right. So when Natalie died, David got uh, Benoit. Is that his name? I forget it. Anyway, uh, uh, oh, to play Nat King Cole's part, and then they played the track from Natalie Cole. From Natalie Cole. Interesting. Cool. So beautiful. So that, yeah, you like that kind and of shit. And so touching. Shit, that's music, boy. You like that boy. slow stuff. That, that really, is music, boy. You like that real slow and, stuff. And then they had, uh, 
And then David brought out this, uh, uh, the winner from The Voice. Mm-hmm. Kind of chunky and horn-ringed glasses, but a voice, oh my God. Oh, from The Voice. That yeah, guy from The Voice. he's from The Voice, and he won The Voice. He won The Voice. And he is The Voice. <laughs> what a voice. <laughs> he'd be oh, The Voice. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah, he'd be The Voice, man. <laughs> And so they sang a couple of songs. You know, standing ovation time. Yeah. You know, that kind of huge, yeah, rock operatic, the house. Yeah. operatic, operatic uh, beautiful angels singing. And then they did an auction, you know, where they auction off stuff and, mm-hmm. and donate money for MS, you know, to erase MS. Kind of pissed me off because he never mentioned pot once, you know, and yet pot is the only thing that's working on MS. Yeah. Nothing else. And so what I, I learned later is a, a lot of it, it's a scam to raise money. Yeah, but like, you know? I've been hearing that, you know, the only, only like 1% or 5% goes to the cause. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. And they ignore things like marijuana because if, if you got a cure, then these guys would be out of business, yeah. you know. So there would be no reason yeah, to exactly. have these benefits to raise money. So in that way, it was a bit of a scam. But then on the other hand, it, it, it brought attention to the to the disease itself. And it's a rich guy's uh, attention. Right. You know, and so so that was good. And then the headliner came out, and that's when we left. And who was the headliner? The headliner was Kiss. No, I, you know, I've met them all, and they're great guys, you know, and Gene Simmons, you know, he's got his reality show. And you didn't want to hear, I want to rock and roll all night. No, I just heard the bass and the drums, and then it was so loud. It was so <laughs> well, loud. Why don't you just turn your hearings, hearing aids off? Why don't I just walk out of the room? <laughs> you know, why don't I go, why don't I just go home and listen to something that I like? <laughs> you know, and, and they, they trudge on stage. And it's full it's makeup, full makeup, full everything. They're kiss, they're, yeah. and they're not kiss without their makeup, <laughs> and so they and their platform shoes. And so seeing these guys walk on stage is like, I don't know, it's like uh, being on a movie set. Okay, send in kiss. All right, okay, we're gonna play. A con- you know, it, it was it, you know, because it wasn't a kiss concert. Yeah, you know, so you didn't have a lot of Japanese fans screaming, you know, and knowing every word that they sing. And so, so it, it was, you know, but everybody there loved it, man. They got standing, everybody standing uh-huh. and clapping and, and little kids, you know, they're just, oh, and oh, this, these, this rock band, you know, this real live rock band with platform shoes and makeup. Right, right, right. But, you know, I mean, as much as, you know, I love rock and roll and that, you know, I, uh, well, you know, I don't like, I don't think you like rock and roll, like that rock and roll. You know, I like the Hendrix, but the I Hendrix, hey, I, Hendrix I, is not Ki- Ki- Hendrix is I, ten years before Kiss. I walked out on Hendrix too. It was too loud. I literally when I I went to a Hendrix concert in Detroit. It was so loud that I went across the street to the park and sat there and listened to it. Wow, that's that's how loud they were. Because he was, you know, he, you know, it was a big him and the Who and all those guys. Right. They were seeing how loud they could, you know, how, how loud they could be, and uh, too too loud. And did they have speakers out on the concert out? So, or was it just a wall of amps? The wall of amps inside. And then there was more speakers too, or just amps? No, just nothing outside. So there's no speakers, like nothing outside. No, I was listening to the the what you heard from inside the hall outside that's how loud it was and people are in there you know losing their hearing this is great you know Uh, it's too loud for me but you know i got hearing problems anyway so 
But it was a good night, though. That's it was cool. a good night. Met a lot of people, a lot of nice people. I saw, I saw Crone, you know, my old jiu-jitsu guy? Yeah. Teacher? Yeah, yeah, he was there. Oh, Funny, yeah, he was telling there. me about all the fights he had. He was telling me, like, like man, he, he had injuries, and they're like, no, you're fighting. <laughs> he's like, no, I got I to gotta kill out. He's like, no, you're fighting. And he's like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> as long as you're alive, you're, you're on stage. <laughs> If you're going to go out, they got to videotape it. You know? Oh, man. They got to see you. The parties were good. So, the, the third, oh, that, um, Sunday night, we went to a party, like a One Oak party. Oh, you is, know? That, is that the Leonardo Yeah, that's when, that's when the, it was the Leo party. And, and I never witnessed this before. I never saw I never, Leo. I never witnessed, you know, the most, the most wanted man in Hollywood. In, in the world. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. Literally. And it's incredible, man. Like yeah. he, he literally holds court, oh, yeah. like like a king, yeah. like a king. Yeah. And he's surrounded by his his uh, entourage. And what, what do they call it? The court, you the know, court, the court. Yeah. And there's the court jesters, you yes. know. And yeah. There's the the, the maidens, yeah. you know, and the, and the guards, the, and, uh, the court guards. The big and like guys, you'd be yeah. talking to a girl, and they're just like looking through you and behind you, like to to look. What, see what Leo's see what, doing. See what Leo's doing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paris Hilton was like crawling in and out of the table. You know what I mean? And she was she was funny, man. She's just like a young girl still, just having fun. How'd she look? Where's my phone? Where's my? Oh my god! I lost my phone. I lost my phone. Oh, you oh were that, you were that close? Oh yeah. All my friends like all, they all know. It's like it's the same crew. You get to a certain level where it's like the no, same people, and you see them in Hollywood. You I see know. them in New York. You see them in Miami. Yeah. In Ibiza, I had you know? a, I had a club in Vancouver that catered to that crowd. Oh, I yeah. know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Anybody is anybody is at that club. And it's funny because like they're like, where the fuck have you been, Paris man? You you yeah you don't you disappear for 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 years, man. And I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> and literally, like, I I couldn't I couldn't even hang because I had such a crazy girl before. Like, yeah. and that's what I realized. Like, I, I she was so nuts I couldn't even bring her around with my friends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, you did, but it was uh, it was no, trip. I didn't. Dad. Yeah. I did. I wasn't even allowed to really. <laughs> I would go out with her friends. You know? Well, that's the way it is with with a relationship. You yeah, know? that's the way it is, and that's why. Chris Rock, that movie, you know, where or his bit where he's talking about, well, his uh, best friend's wives, they get together and they arrange play dates for the husband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom's always trying to do that. Why don't you guys do this or do that? No, no, no. You're, I, you're, you're more of a loner. No, no. I'm I'm like uh, Captain the dog, you know. No, I'll just sit over here. Yeah, but I, I liked it. I liked uh, Coachella. It's it's a special place because you're in the desert, so it's hot and hot, but dry hot. You know, you're not like it's not that uh, that that moist, humid hot. Yeah, know? yeah, and so, you're not trapped like you say. You can drive thirty miles here, forty miles there. Well, you, yeah, you, it's because so, you know, a lot of those concerts, everything is in one area. So next thing you know, you're you know, next to the toilets and you're, you're, you know, you're yeah. just crammed in there. Yeah, there's like a lot of areas, but yeah. it was packed, man. It oh, was yeah. it was oh, just yeah. freaking packed, like yeah. literally packed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's super, that's, super packed. Coachella is world famous now. And people fly in from all over the world. All over the place, man. All over the world. All over. Because and they, it's our backyard. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's so, so real. 
They did that in England for a long time, you know, when they had all the English acts there, you know. What, what, like Wembley a, Stadium. Wembley, Wembley Stadium. Uh-huh. You know, and then, then whole Le- the whole city of London was like where everybody camped out. Right. You know. But Coachella's perfect because it's it's California. Yeah. The weather's nice. You don't have to worry about, you know, rainstorms. And bl- Although you guys have No, wind. I mean, like three years ago, I remember my buddy who does Wild Fox, he threw a party and he lost like, he lost a hundred grand because it was like the tundra, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. And like, you know, no one's going to party in the tundra. You know, like, <laughs> you know but last Sunday night was magical. Like. You know, they have all the pool lighting, and everyone, every place is a beautiful pool, mm-hmm. you know, in the deserts, and then the, so the sun comes up, and then oh. you see the mountains. It's gorgeous, man. The sun, you're out there all night? Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little 5 a.m. on Friday, 5 a.m. on Saturday. Oh, my God. The sun yeah. comes up. No, 7 a.m. on Saturday, and then 11 a.m. On, on, on Monday morning. But the music, <laughs> the music ends at 12, and then the rest and then is parties. Then there's, but it's like... A party with DJs, yeah. Know? So it's more music, yeah. And and the it's a private party, so the booze is flowing all night, yeah. You know, people are just getting nuts, yeah. Oh, the, oh, the one had a cleaning crew working at the same time, which is smart, sure. But really high security. A lot of people couldn't get in, you know, to those parties. And then, uh, yeah, man, it was a trip. What do you mean? A lot of people couldn't get in. You know, well, the like first, the first people? night they, they could get in, but the, but then there's a really tight list, and for, for some reason, I ended up with like some very, very well connected people, and it was like a very lucky thing, you know. How'd you do that? Just I don't know, man. Just just they wanted to hang with me, you know. Oh. And they were like, "Come on, we're going." <laughs> you know, like all these guys are they're like they, they do these events, so yeah. they know. What to do, you know? Yeah. You don't, and they're not sitting in that line. They're just going right there, you know? <laughs> Sorry, sir, you can't walk in there. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty crazy, man. It's like, pretty crazy. Like secret service, we're going and anywhere then, we want to go. And some of the guys I know, you know, they're, they're sober all year round, right? They're sober. They're, they're, they're sober guys. And then they, they that, that weekend, Coachella plan- weekend. They're planning for that weekend. That weekend is, the, is, their, is their off weekend, you know, their yeah. cheat day. Their, their cheat, cheat day, they can do as many drugs and drink as much <laughs> shit as they want, you know. And then they're back on the wagon Monday. Yeah. You know, back to work, which is cool. It's like, if you're going to do it, do it at the party, right? Well, do it until the the diagnosis comes back not so favorable. You know? well, well, Dad, you party one, one, one weekend a year, that's, that's not going to mess your diagnosis up. Uh, eventually no no <laughs> no you're right you're, no, it's, you're it's the chronic right. abuse it's the uh, it's you can see you can see the guys that drink every day yeah. and you can see what that does to them yeah you know the ones that drink very hard every day it's, oh yeah it's very yeah. tough on they, them they, they can't last but you then know. you see the other people that, that they party hard but it's you know they pick and choose coming, coming back from uh vegas after doing the riffraff uh thing oh so tell me about that well, I wanted to save that for the last segment. Okay. But anyway, coming back from Vegas, uh, we, uh, there is this big black chick in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. And she's got pillows and all sorts of purses and pillows. And I couldn't hear what she was saying, but she was just having it out with the, the, the airlines people uh-huh. that push her around. She's telling them off. She looked kind of like uh, Precious from the movie, you know? Uh-huh. The big oh, chair. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had to push her in a wheelchair. You know, she's so big and 
all these things, and, and she was complaining, and just. But I couldn't hear what she was saying. So in my mind, I was kind of imagining, you know, hey, motherfucker, you know, <laughs> get him out. You know, I, I need that shit. No, don't, 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 no, no, don't touch that. Don't. I need that too. No, that's not garbage. Put, put it back on my bag. Where was this at the airport? And she was in line? Yeah, we're, we're going back to L.A., and she's waiting to get on the plane. You know, Southwest? Uh-huh. You know, and so, she, you know, if anybody needs help, you know. And she know, needed help. And she's in the wheelchair, but it was like she had, like she won big at Disneyland, you know, <laughs> toys and crap. And oh, she had pillows, a lot of shit? All that stuff, all pillows and everything, you know, and she's a big, big lazy. So she's had a lot of shit, huh? Yeah, and, and <laughs> so, so they had to push her up the ramp, and man. This little skinny uh, airlines lady, man, you could see she was straining. Straining, she huh? Head down. Uh. <laughs> she just pushed her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then you know, then she gets on the on the plane, you know. And, and you know how it is with Southwest, you, you cattle car, and the first bunch to get on the plane, they take all the 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 window yeah, and, the, yeah. and the exit seats. Yeah. The aisle seats and the window seats yeah. and all the things are empty. Well, she was sitting there all by herself, you know, and I mean, she, she really looked like a captured bear, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was going to kill anybody that came near her. <laughs> Don't you dare sit next to me. <laughs> and then this uh, this other black guy, he sat down. No problem. He sat down. You went out to Vegas. So I don't want you to tell too much because I don't want to, you know, spoil what's coming out because they did ask us, you know, to not to post stuff, things like that. But you went out and you got to meet and hang with Riff Raff. Riff Raff, yeah. What did you think yeah. of Riff Raff? I love him. I like him, man. He's a big guy, you know. You know, he, you know he was like, like real skinny a year and a half ago? I heard. I heard. But he's been drinking. His house, <laughs> it's funny, his house is behind a, a gated community, uh-huh. you know. And so next thing you know, they're doing a movie about a rock star that's living in a house that has no furniture because it's really a club. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a house. It's got a, it, it's got, it was empty of everything, and it's got a balcony, like high ceilings, uh-huh. and then a balcony that makes a perfect stage or DJ cage. Uh-huh. And, and there are no couches? Nothing. I mean, it was, it's a movie set, you know, and, and, uh, and they had a, they had to rent some furniture to move in, and oh, wow. uh, you know the art department. It's a, they're making a movie, right? Right. It's a movie. It's so, so 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 this gated community now they got a movie crew on their street on their on their street where you have to go through the gate in order to get in. You have to be someone before you can live there. Yeah. And now they got all these people in there. You know the movie people. They let they, they let the riffraff in, huh? They, oh, yeah, riffraff let the riffraff in, and so the 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 president of the place, he was at the guards things trying. He says, okay, once they leave, they can't come back, and so the uh, the movie guy that we're with, you know, one of the transportation guys, you know. Or the producers, you know, and they, they've gone through this a million times, you know. So they t- told everybody, okay, get everything you need because you can't go, you can't leave. Right. So, so you're inside. And so they stayed there all night and they partied all night. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard, I heard it seemed like Riff Raff hadn't even slept yet. No, he hadn't slept. They hadn't, sh- I, I mean, I, I showed up there about eight o'clock. But he's in pretty good shape, though, right? He's in real good shape. Yeah. Real good shape. I heard he's been doing some of those Mexican, ster- Mexican uh, supplements. You know? Oh, could be. Yeah. Could be. He's I a big mean, guy. I mean, you don't you don't 
gain that much muscle from eating bananas. No, you yeah. don't. No, he's big and strong. Yeah, he's like a he's, big, strong he's, dude. He's, he's pushing some. He's pushing some and, big and weights. The, and now, one of the guys that was in the thing, his name is Fat Jew. Yeah, and you know, so you want to know the story behind him? What is the story behind he him? He became uh, he's one of the first Instagram famous people. You know, so he has like uh, millions and millions of followers. And what he was doing was he was posting stuff online and, and people loved it. Very funny stuff, but he wasn't giving credit. And so then he, then it turns people started hearing that he was getting a book deal and he got representation from CAA and he was doing some big things. He has that, that, uh, rose called fat white girl rose. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and he had this huge backlash about not giving, stealing people's material and posting it, you know? So uh-huh. now he, it's fine. He just, now he gives him credit. And so. It's all yeah, good. yeah, it's all yeah. Good. He's a very funny guy. He's funny, huh? He's very funny. A lot of people think he's but obnoxious. Like they, they're like they're not into it. He's but, Jewish, but that's his thing. From New York, he's got to be from New York. Anyway, let's yeah. talk about that when we return after this break. You're listening to the Tommy Chung podcast only on CannabisRadio.com. I'm Radical Russ from the Russ Belleville Show. Keith Strop, the founder of Normal, is here. The single most important victory will be California. We've got Steve D'Angelo. Well, the state of cannabis affairs in California is in flux. The guru of ganja, Ed Rosenthal. It's uh, better for people to be using concentrates. Weekdays live at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, exclusively on CannabisRadio.com. Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. I give you Jasmine Huff. Tell us a little bit about Jasmine. Give us the good news about how you've gotten to where you are today. Like all good children, I rejected my parents' values and and ran off to become a capitalist in New York City and did a lot of work with an organization called Women 2.0. Looking at the cannabis industry, I said, you know what? Here we have a brand new industry. It's going to be a billion-dollar industry. And the rules of who leads this industry and who funds this industry haven't been written yet. Good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. The Tommy Chung Podcast is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back. What are we talking about? Yeah, so, so, so Fatu and... Uh, was he a cool guy? Was he nice to you? Uh, yeah, very nice. Very Respectful. Nice. And that was the guy that knew... I just think it's funny how this whole started because like I'm at breakfast hanging out with you and you're like, oh, oh man, I got wait, I got to call Snoop Dogg's manager back. And I'm like, what the fuck? Give me the phone, man. <laughs> That's my job. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, man? I almost forgot. Yeah, Russell call. <laughs> it cracks me up, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, hold on, man. Oh, I got to call Snoop Dogg back. So it's so typical charm, man. It's like, where did that come from? Well, yeah, so so man, because Riff Raff's a cool. He's a big, he's a big fan, and uh, I don't know if I told this story on air before, but but the, but you know, we started reaching out to him on social media, and he's like, "Yo, man, give me Tommy's number. I, I'm just a huge fan." And so, I, I, but yours and my mom's number have the same f- first three digits, so I gave her my mom's number. So when my mom's getting this fucking guy Riff Raff calling her, my mom's like, "Who the fuck are you? I don't know any Riff Raff, man." <laughs> 
like, oh shit, mom. The, the, the same mom that just knocked on her yeah, door. Yeah, cracks. The electricians so come I, in, so shut it down. So I, told, I told that story to Riff Raff's manager, and he, he cracked up. He's like, oh my god, that's funny, man. Yeah. Who the hell's Riff? Oh yeah, there was some Riff Raff calling me. I don't know what. How did he get my number? <laughs> Yeah, his house, that house was. I heard it's like very futuristic. I heard they rented that house. Are you sure he lives there? No, he bought it. He bought it. A million. Did, did, I asked did, him. Uh, it was a million too. And did they rent some uh, some other very futuristic house where? Well, that's the, the the next place we went to was a motel that was built in the forties, and their claim to fame was that they had the pool like raised. About high, uh-huh. and then at the side of the pool, they had big circular uh, windows. Uh, windows, uh-huh. and so you could see the swimmers go under. You know, their big hole, window into the pool. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there a whole row of them. There was a whole strip of motels along that yeah. that one road, and they were at the end of the road. And now they're the only buildings left. But wasn't it from fit- the 40s. futuristic? Yeah. didn't you go into doors that like yeah, open that and close by themselves? By themselves, yeah. Yeah. Trippy man, yeah, it was very trippy. That was the and, and what it is, they had an indoor pool, uh-huh. and all the bedrooms uh, faced, you know, went into the into the instead of a living room, they had a swimming pool, wow. and so the, all the the bedrooms and the kitchen, everything else opens up to the pool. Right, right. And it's and the pool's kind of sunken, and the bedrooms and raised a bit. Right. It's very right. cool, very cool house, and the owners. They, they were very proud. They showed me all the pictures of the house. When they've been there since the beginning. And did they show you, like, were there a lot of celebrities that come there or something like that? Or? Not a whole lot no. that I recognize. Uh, I think mostly governors. and uh, I didn't recognize anybody. Any, any, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but they're very, very sweet people. And then they had a lot of uh, scantily clad young ladies yeah. uh, running around there. And <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about some of your ad-libs, <laughs> Don't say anything. I don't want to ruin it, man. But it was funny, man. I can't wait to post that stuff. But we got to wait till they post it. So then, okay. Then yeah, we'll yeah, we, we, it was it was an interesting night. Yeah, yeah. you're a wanted man. They wanted you to slightly stupid. Wanted you up to to Bob Weir's uh, recording studio. Yeah, yeah. And they're bomb, man. That you couldn't go because they they they, they said they want that Chong wisdom. Oh, so yeah. are they recording something? I'm not. They're probably or is doing it a show. Probably doing a. An album? Uh, yeah, probably doing a single or whatever, you know. Yeah. They 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 record every year, you know. They, right. They just pump it out. You know. They got to. That's the way it is, man. That's what you got to do in this business. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pump it out until you can't pump it out no more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to start pumping out some tunes. I've been writing. Yeah. R- writing lyrics and words. That's what I've been writing. Yeah. And some some melodies. That's cool. I got some cool ideas. The weed, the Chong's Choice weed has really helped my creativity. It's just super in the creative mode. So what I do now, I just, when I get an idea, I just put it on my phone on notes. Uh And I put down the the idea. Right, right. And so I look at it back and it's an idea. Yeah. It it helps me, uh, instead of writing it down and then losing the piece of paper, I've, I've got the note with me. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. Uh, Cheech and Chong is playing the Noble Theater 420, and uh, so there's some tickets still available. Are there? Yeah, yeah. 
Come on, stoners, get out there and buy some tickets. Support yeah. your local stoner Come icons. see a Cheech and Chong show. Yeah. There's not yeah. going to be very many of them. They're sure not. <laughs> <laughs> not a, my Chong's Choice <coughs> puts me in the retirement seat. Not retirement, but the Chong's Choice tour. No, that's definitely not retirement. No, no. Yeah. It's just you won't, you're just not going to do very many Cheech and Chong shows. Think, yeah. Right? No, you know what I want to do? I, I really want to just co- concentrate on the on the weed itself, you know, yeah. on, the, on the the various uses of hemp. Yeah. I mean, I know it's boring, but I just I just want to get into that world and save the world, you know. Yeah. It's got some good ideas. We're very you know? close to that. Yeah. Yeah, we're very close. Weed, weed is so acceptable now. Like people were just smoking dupes everywhere. Yeah. And and you know, in the past, they kind of everyone used to look around and look at you and go, "Oh wow, shit!" You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it just seems like it's completely <laughs> acceptable. You know? Well, actually, I got a new title. What? Oh my god! What? That's my title. Why? Oh my god! Oh, that when they see you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new name now. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> And then sometimes they, it's like a, they, it's like stoners, you know. They're it's retroactive, you know. Like I was parking in uh, over by Brentwood, uh-huh. and uh, one of those moments come by. They, they drove by in a car, young kids in a school, uh-huh. like a little car with their parents' car or something. Uh-huh. And the one, and the passenger looks at, oh my god! <laughs> and then I hear Chong down the road, and I go, yeah. I like it when they call you Cheech and we don't even correct them anymore. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like no worries. We we yeah. I understand. Yeah. I, I I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I I got called that at the play. Cheech, yeah, what's up? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'll be Cheech. That's what's the cool. difference? They, yeah, figure it out. They, what's the difference? They, uh, don't, they don't know the difference. Did did uh, Riff Raff and them hook you up with a bunch of weed while you were there? No, not at there all. was no weed there. Oh, yeah, there was Chong's Choice there. Oh. Eli brought a, uh-huh. a, a ton of Chong's Choice for the crew. Right. For everybody. Right. And, yeah, the vaporizer turned out to be a good good prop. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And we, we some other stuff. I, I didn't, you know, I got there, I was just tired. And so. Because it was an early flight? Well, it was an early flight, and, you know, you get to there, and, and, and we, you know, that's what you do with movies. You just hurry up and wait. Yeah. And there's no, you can't do anything, yeah. you know, like go shopping or, you know, I, I, I scared the shit out of Eli. I said, oh, I know, we can go to the gym. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck. Eli, Eli just stared at me like, with that cat, you know, the dog, <laughs> deer, the taillights, you know, the headlights. He gave me that look like, oh, fuck, is he serious? <laughs> and then I said, no, nah, we better not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd tear, I'd tear Eli a new butt. I would. Come on, you can do better than that. How much? Come on, ten more, ten more, ten more. <laughs> I, I am going to get him to the gym one day, just to, just to give him a few, few pointers. You know. Yeah. Well, you've done. You've changed a lot of people's life like that. You've got them into working out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It changed everybody. Yeah, you know. Oh, the one guy on, on Guns N' Roses that was looking good, he mm-hmm. was Duff, the bass player. Mm-hmm. He was shredded, ripped. Oh. Yeah. Like he like 
he should be in charge of training everyone else, you know? <laughs> well, he did that on purpose. He, he knew. He, he looked around. He said, oh, these guys are ridiculous. He, I got to get. Yeah, he, he was ready. He was ready. Yeah. He came prepared. He did. Yeah, man. He wasn't that famous anyway, was he? Well, you he know, he's the bass player, right? Yeah, but, but mostly Duff, Duff McKee or whatever. He, he's well, like like Flea is a bass a player. Flea is a bass player, but he's a star too. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's only. Uh, did you watch Flea's um, national anthem for the Co- Kobe's farewell game? No. Yeah, I, I heard it was a little uh, jazzy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I That's think cool. it rubbed some people the wrong way. Oh no! But he liked it. Flea, Flea stood behind it. He's like, I rock that shit, man. <laughs> but how's Kobe scoring 60 points, man? Well. I mean, he took 50 shots. Yeah, but. So I mean, he, he, he uh, took the most shots in one game ever. That so, night. so he beat, he, beat, uh, he beat Jordan, you know, for the most games ever taken in a game. Most shots ever taken in a game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he got the highest, highest point total of the year. Which is mm-hmm. pretty incredible, man. For his retirement yeah. year. Yeah, Nick Nick Young, you know, was there. They were talking to him, and he's like, yeah, man. Man, I was like, oh, so he'll, he'll get like 30, and then the coach will bring him out, and he'll get a standing ovation, and blah, blah, blah. It'll be cool. And then, and then the next thing you know, I looked up, oh, he's got 40. Oh, that'll happen pretty soon. He'll get taken out. And, he's, and then I looked up again, it's a 50. Damn, man. He's got 50. And then he got 60. Damn, Kobe. <laughs> Just like Kobe, just to get sixty points in his last game, man. And then he goes, and then I, then then I went and tried to get my my shoes signed by him, but he he took them and threw them in the trash because they were Adidas. And said, <laughs> and said, "Go find me some Nikes and I'll sign them for you." That is a classic story. Cold blooded, man. That's a classic. Don't fuck with the king, story. huh? Just that like, is classic. And you know what's bummed? It's like Shaq. I read that Shaq is really bummed, you know, because Shaq is like, man, I wanted a farewell tour too. But, you know, that's the price you pay for those extra million dollars from those like, other teams. You other know? teams, because yeah. Because Kobe stayed with one for 20 years. It's very special. Legal. I mean, very loyal. It's very special to stay with one team. And he wasn't yeah. running after the money or the or the yeah. fame. He was just Kobe. Yeah. Uh, you know, he started out there 17, year, 17 years old. Man. Yeah, I remember. I was there. I was there. When Pretty incredible, there. right? Yeah. Right out of high school. Right out of high school. and Right into the Lakers. Yeah. So do you think that, that he'll come back and out of retirement in a year or something like that, or do you think he's he's done? I hope not. I think he's got timing. You know, he I, he's he's not desperate for money. But I heard they, they just start missing the camaraderie of the team. Oh, they miss everything. But I think I, I've heard, I've read that they, they miss the teammates the most out of mm-hmm. everything. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hanging with well, the you're teammates. Well, you're in a tribe. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're yeah, not. Yeah, you're an, an elite crew. And next thing you know, you're out of the tribe. Yeah. And you don't belong to the other tribe at home because you never spend any time with them. Yeah, but that's true. They're like, who are you, stranger? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, oh, are you driving me to school? Why? Dad, dad, not here. You don't drive here. Yeah. This oh, is where on, you dad. go. Oh, I don't want to go with dad. Oh, he doesn't even know where he's going. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and, and that's it. That's it. You're no longer, everybody's, you know, holding their breath. Are, did, are you okay? You know, phony up. It's like you died. Yeah. It's like you died. I watched him. Yeah. Man, I see him now, you know, but, after years later. But that's later. cool when you retire from one team. You're basically, 
you know, you can go to that that game, that place for life. You know, like like magic style. <clears throat> yeah, magic yeah. rolls in there. He's just he he doesn't. No, but magic owns a thing. You know, he owns a place. He owns the team. He owns a piece of the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he owns. Oh, he owns, really? Yeah, he, he's an owner. He's an owner, and he owns the the Dodgers. Wow, you know I that. thought Frank McCourt owns the Dodgers. No, he Magic in, in his partner's spot, Frank McCourt out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, you didn't know that, huh? No. See if Magic, yeah, Magic was special in that way, you know. We'll see what happens with Kobe. And Magic stayed with the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got a statue of Magic out there. I wonder if they'll do one to Kobe. They might. They might. They might. <laughs> What's that? Just, just watching some shit. Well, tell the people nah, what, it nah. what it is. Nah, I can't. What I can't. it is? Is it surfing shit? No. So okay. So we're going. We're doing, and then we're doing something tomorrow with Little Mayo. You remember the Little Mayo? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow morning? No, like in the daytime. Oh yeah. The uh, the Instagram alien that likes to party oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so we're yeah. doing something with them he doesn't talk very much no no but i like i like quiet people you know it's good he's okay and it's then you're creepy, doing though. you're doing the ktla show tomorrow yeah to promote the the show sell some tickets yep. we can use a little tickets you know because and man it's a tough sell in la there's so much other shit going on and then the the tickets were, were a little pricey and there's all these fees so it's like it's like they they just get all these extra fees, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to take it from me fee, and then like, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, my printing fee and this fee. It's like, dude, what's the price of the ticket? Well, man? what they're doing, well, theaters always uh, they're they're trolling for rich people, you know. Yeah, that's what they're doing. You know, they're not looking for you know the ones that can't afford their rent this week. Yeah, you know, or this. Are, month. are you excited about performing? Yeah, yeah, enough. What yeah. you gonna do? I uh, don't know yet. You got some new stuff? Working on it. Yeah, working on it. I'll figure it out. When, it, when You know, just before the show goes on. <laughs> the usual Tommy John approach to it all. And something will come up. You know, that's good. Yeah? Best not to plan because you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, you know. Overthink it? Well, a lot of times, what you want to do, here's the way I, I prepare. I prepare is that I get my subjects what I want to talk about together, right? And then I start exploring the the humorous side of it, what what's funny about it, and then I start uh, then go from there, you know, because I know the you know what makes people laugh, and so then you uh, you know concentrate on it, and it's more attitude than anything, you know, because right right now you know it's such a cool time to be alive you know well and in 420 it's like the the national stoner holiday yeah and that's good i i would prefer doing free 420 events you know with with uh with proceeds going to uh to charity you know right. what I mean? I and then the ticket prices are low, but the the entertainment and everything is so much fun. And, you know, and then we can auction and do all, like like we did at the, the Race for MS, you know. That was a, that was a lot of fun, and I spent, we spent a shitload of money, yeah. you know. But but it's going for something, you know. That, that uh, anyway, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And then, I get, you, what about San Francisco? You, that, that's kind of a tougher crowd, right? It's more of like yeah. an intellectual crowd? No, nah, same thing. 
Cheechin Chong crowd. <laughs> no matter, no matter where you go, you know, as long as we got Mexicans, you know, that's true. L.A. and San Francisco, you know. What about stoners? Stoner and stoners, Mexicans? yeah, stoners, yeah. They're not. They're okay, you know. They don't laugh a lot, you know. They just sit there and try to figure out where they left their car, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or if they had a car. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that you know? <laughs> I saw a lot of those I saw yeah. a lot of like I like I like people that uh, you know they 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 know us and they they're just they come and hang with us yeah that's basically it you know we kind of uh, uh, we, we we make the lifestyle okay right you know especially me now you know as I get up in age you know I'm, I'm making it very cool to be old so it's make or break tonight for for the burn, the Bernie Sanders, right? It is. It is. I hope is. Uh, I hope he pulls it out. It's going to be tough. It doesn't matter. You know. It, you know. They, they, they're not letting independents vote. No. That's just. No. No. They they, they got like a lot of these little sneaky ways. Oh huh? yeah. Oh yeah. They, that's how they control the it. electoral college. The, yeah. If you, the if you super delegates, if the you delegates. If like, you don't belong to that club, you know yeah. that's how they. That's how big money controls you. Yeah, it's big money. That's what it is. It's so sure. as soon as you get the momentum, they're like, "Ah, sorry, that ain't helping you here, motherfucker." Yeah, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't care about you. Give <laughs> All right, so what you let's. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna really cross our fingers for Bernie because uh, no, Bernie's fine. Bernie's fine. He's done his job. Now the, the pressure's on 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 the government to do their job. Yeah, you know that's, that's true. All. Man. That's true. You know he's he's done what he had to do. You know. What you do? What you do? I don't so, so you're coming to Coachella next year? Yes, I. But am. you're just gonna play golf, and then but you're gonna make an appearance one time. With yeah, you, right. No, I'll hang. I'll hang. As long as I can play some golf. Well, I'll, I'll put like earmuffs on, like the kids. They put like little kids. They'll give you those earmuffs. So <laughs> and, and mittens on my hands. So if he goes, and it's too, it's too loud. It's too loud. I don't like it. It's too loud. <laughs> That's what I do with the kids. <laughs> Loud. loud music but as a matter of fact we should play some loud music hey cannabis radio play some loud music now bye see you next time